of God. And Elijah returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land. Now the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, and he said to his servants, Put on the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. Just a few days before this, Elisha had been in Gilgal with the same students. Only then it was Elijah who was doing the preaching. Then Elijah was making his final rounds, visiting the schools of the sons of the prophets before he would leave this world. Now Elisha was returning back to the school to preach to his first time sermon to the students, to the prophets, and to the new leader that he become and the teacher. There was a famine in the land, yet he tells them to set out the great pot, thus making the statement to them, don't worry about the famine, for God will provide for you to eat. I don't worry about what's coming tonight, church. I don't care what's happening in our world. I don't care the shortages that they might say that's coming. My hope and my trust is in God. I don't lean upon the arm of the flesh. And I don't look for them to supply my needs. If God has to get us a raven, he'll get us a raven and feed us. The famine for God's will to provide for you to eat. Elijah fed, was fed by the ravens at the widow of Seraphite. The great spiritual pot was also set there, set out, for there was no famine in the heart of Elisha. This great man of God, his soul was full and overflowing. In this chapter alone, you'll see what God has done. Answering the needs of the prophet of the widow, he seen things that was beyond his imagination. Give a son to a barren Shunammite woman and then see, see the sun raised from the dead. So he came to Gilgal to address the school of the prophets with the full heart of the knowledge of the power of God. It could be that his first sermon to them was one of the rapturing powers of God, that, that same power that was going to raise Jesus from the dead would raise them up also. Jesus would speak about it in the book of John chapter 14. Let your hearts not be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's houses are many mansions. I don't know about you tonight, but there's a stirring in the air tonight that, that, that we look at as the body of Christ, that it won't be long that we as the body of Christ will soon be going home. And that God's going to come and to take his children. And I don't know about you, but I'm a part of the family of God that one day I'll be just in church, minding my own business, maybe praising the Lord, or maybe doing something outside the church, or I might be somewhere in my car or near an airplane, or somewhere, and all of a sudden the trump of God will sound. Let me tell you, church, there was many rapture-type things that was proceeded kind of like in the Old Testament to get us ready for what's going to happen in the New Testament. See, the answer to the call was that there was a time that Elisha was going to leave this world, and Elisha was going to take, Elijah was going to leave, and Elisha was going to take over. So he addressed the school, and he began to talk to the prophets, because uh, his heart was full about what had God had done previously. 
And as he spoke tonight, I would think about uh, uh, what Paul said in Thessalonians chapter 1, uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the Lord himself should descend from heaven with the shout. Perhaps his sermon followed this order. First, he reminded them, the prophets, and I want to remind you tonight about the story of Enoch in Genesis 5 and 23 and 24. All the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Enoch's testimony was that he pleased God. Ha, God moves by faith tonight, church. Enoch's, Enoch's, Enoch's move, move, the testimony was that he pleased God by his faith. See, God is moved by our faith tonight. Uh, Hebrews 11 and 5 says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death uh, and was not found because God had translated him. Uh, for before him translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Uh, he had faith that sustained him uh, of things of hope for the evidence of things not seen. See, God looked at Enoch as a man of faith. Uh, if we ever, ever uh, uh, needed our faith tonight, uh, we need to trust God in this hour that we live. Uh, if we've ever, ever needed to walk by faith uh, and not by sight, it's today, church. Uh, you can't walk by what you see. Uh, many heads are bowed low today uh, because of what they see in the world and what's going on in our society. Many heads are bowed today because they think it's not going to get better. Uh, it's just going to get worse and worse. Uh, and they think, what's going to happen to my children? Uh, what's going to happen to their children? Uh, uh, we look at what's going on and we think, man, uh, this place is getting terrible. When will the next, pan next pandemic be? Uh, when will they try to make us wear masks again? When will they try to do this and try to do that? And we find that we're living in a time of uncertainty. But I can tell you, as soon as I stand here tonight, there's a God in heaven uh, that's got all things under control. Uh, the Bible said the earth is his footstool. I'm here to tell you that God's got our back tonight, church. Woo! I said he's got your back tonight. When you feel like it's all over with and it's set and done and you don't know which way to go, I'm telling you God's got your back. Amen. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or seen out begging for bread. He's talking about us now. We serve a powerful God and God's just looking and saying, I just need a man, I just need a woman that has faith enough and trust enough to believe me. He lived a life of prophetic Preacher who preached the gospel, holy living in order to please God. He walked with God. He followed peace with all men, holiness without which no man shall see God. Holy living has become to the people of God. The coming of the Lord with what's happening in our world, I'm telling you, any moment he could step out of the cloud. The righteous man was so honored by God that he was the father of the oldest man to ever live. His son of Methuselah lived to be 969 years of age. Every father desires old age for their children. And we desire to see them blessed of the Lord and, and all the things that we believe in the future that we think for them. And we look at ourselves today in the society and it's kind of bleak. What, what do we want for our children? What do we see that would be good for them in the future? I'm telling you, the only thing that our children need is Jesus Christ. 
The only thing that they need in this world is the love of God shed abroad in their hearts that let God lead them and guide them into all truth. Because we're living in a time that we need Jesus. We're living in a time that the world is, is changing forever. But the greatest honor was to be raptured without ever seeing death. Can you imagine that? If you want to feel the experience of the rapturing power of God, we must have faith and be faithful to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I can hear Elijah say now to the children, I've got some firsthand information for you about the rapture. I was with Elijah. I was with Elijah when he, like Enoch, was called away. I imagine Elisha seen the sermon continued on something probably like this. He said, Elijah had just preached his last sermon at Jericho, and he was aglow with the Holy Ghost. Uh, God was all over him. You couldn't even look at his face uh, because of the presence of God was upon him. Uh, for, uh, from Jericho, he went across the Jordan. The children, do you know that? Uh, we didn't need a bridge to cross that day. We didn't need a boat to get in. He just put down the mantle of God and walked across on dry ground. See, I see it firsthand. See, when you see something firsthand about the presence of God, you can relate to somebody and tell them, I know that God can. I know that he does. I know that he will. He's the king of glory tonight. When somebody sees somebody getting healed, I, I just boosted somebody's faith and, to let them know that, hey, I, I was with a man one day and he prayed for this one. I, I was with my sister one day and we prayed for that one. And they become whole. It builds the faith within the individual that God is still in the healing business tonight. I come to tell you that God wants to build your faith that you can believe that. Uh, if you have just a little mustard seed uh, ready, you can say to the mountain, be down and move, and it's got to be moved uh, to down the place. Uh, it's about building your faith up in God uh, and know that we serve uh, a miracle-working God. I don't know how he did it that day, but there was a day that Elijah, and Elijah seen Elijah being taken up by a whirlwind. And I don't know about you tonight, church. There's people that's going to watch you and I one day be taken up. Listen to me. It's going to happen. He had just preached one of his last messages. He said, Elijah said, you know, when he did that and when we across Jordan, we didn't need no bridge, we didn't need no boat. Elijah took that man and struck it out on the waters of Jordan and it divided just like the Red Sea did for Moses. We walked across on dry ground. The power of God was hit so strong that I just shouted my way across the, the, the water there, Elijah said, in other words. He seen the move and the first hand of God. Church, can I tell you tonight, there's power in the name of Jesus. Can I tell you tonight, there's power in that name that's above every name. Can I tell you tonight, when your feet and your back is against the wall, and there's a Red Sea in front of you, or there's a Jordan in front of you, I believe that my God's able to stretch over that sea and to make you walk across on dry ground. I don't care what 
the devil says, I don't care about the enemy, tries to lie and tell you that those things are the things of the past and God don't do them no more. I'm here to tell you that if you've got a red sea in your life, that God's able to take care of that red sea of spirits and make you walk across on dry ground. Huh. The angels ride in the chariot of fire, separated Elijah and me. And what a sight it was to behold. Woo! I'm telling you, when somebody tells me about the goodness of God and what God has done in somebody's life, it pumps my faith up and makes me believe that if it happened for them, it's going to happen to me. There's something about building one another's faith church and believing God that God can move the mountains in our lives. I don't know about you, but I can just imagine old Lysa there that day and, and the chariots of fire coming out and separating him from Elijah. And all of a sudden, the world would just come and tuck him out of this place. And he's seen Elijah go off in the heavens, never died, never left this world dead. But he just went straight up. There was a whirlwind. But God let me hear. He said, God let me hear. To tell a story. What story are we going to leave behind for our children to live through? What story are we leaving behind? He said, so then I picked up the mantle and those same Jordans I was right by. And he said, I laid that mantle down and he said that Jordan just parted for me as well. He said, I walked back across there on dry little ground. If he, he said, if they had not parted, I believe I could have walked on water that day. That same power, that same power that I'm sure he feel, I feel now, it's holy power, it's cleansing power, it's the power of Almighty God that operates in the body of Christ every day. It's the power of God that operates in this body every day. Only thing difference is God says, listen, church, the days of the prophets are not over. They're still here. You get on Facebook and you did listen to different ministers. They tell you the prophets of old is gone. That's days gone by. They tell you that healing no more exists, but I'm here to tell you it does. They tell you God don't heal no more, but he still heals today. He still binds the brokenhearted up today. He still heals the sin sick soul. I don't care if I see 10 die, I still believe that God will still raise one person up. I don't know how God operates in the healing form, but I do know he's a healer today. He's not only a healer, but he's a miracle worker. He parted and he walked back on dry ground. I can, I can hear Elijah, Elijah saying, man, it makes me feel like I can do all things through God. It makes me feel like, man, now he showed me what I have in him and my the, the, the ability that I have in serving him. Have you ever been in a place tonight where you've seen God move in such a way that you knew it was God? Nobody could bring doubt. Nobody could bring unbelief to you. It made you believe that I'm walking in the presence of the manifestation of God. Listen, church, God wants us to do it every day. Every day. There's miracles should be in the making of the balance. And I believe they are in a lot of ways that we probably don't even see. But this miracle should be in the making every day in your life. 
I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe that we can speak health, healing, and wholeness over our lives and over our church and over our families, over those that are among us today. I believe in health, healing, and wholeness in the body of Christ today. Amen. I believe this shit cannot come down to me. I believe that we can believe God for anything. Amen. I wish I could tell you that everyone who lives for the Lord is not going to leave this world. I wish I could tell you that everybody in this world that's lived today was not going to be like Enoch and Elijah. They're not going to go up and not taste death. They, 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 they went up and they didn't have to taste death. But some of us have already gone to taste this, and some of us may not. But I can tell you, our father Abraham died and he was buried. I can tell you that Jacob died and he was buried. I can tell you Samuel died and he was buried. The greatest king David died and he was buried. We know probably where all their graves are. But I want to remind you of the teachings of Enoch and the other prophets. The Bible says the Lord himself will come with ten thousands of his saints. He's coming to empty the graves. Hallelujah. One day our loved ones, uh, uh, they're going to be lifted up again and they'll live again forever. Job is looking for him. He said, I will see him one day for myself. Uh, Job is in the grave, but it is just a temporary thing. Uh, Jacob said, Shadow shall come and gather his people up. Uh, the psalmist foretold uh, us that he shall return in glory. We may not go up as Enoch and Elijah, but I'm here and I'm telling you, they ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna leave this ground. I'm telling you, there's gonna come a day that the dead in Christ shall rise first, then you which are alive and remain, talking about me and you, shall be called up together with them in the Lord and forever will we be with him. There's coming a day that this 275 pound body is going to lose all the gravity that's in me and it's going to go higher than I've ever been before. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. We're going to be in church one day in church, I'm telling you. <laughs> He's going to decide to come and take the church away. Did you know that one day we're going to go home to be with him. God, help us today to believe his word is true. Help us today to believe that he's really coming back after me and you. Come on, we get, we get distracted. We get bombarded by life. We, we allow the world, and it's, it's, it's normal sometimes, but sometimes the world, the leaders, all bodies in the world that will try to bring fear the body of Christ and to those that are around them. But our trust is not in the world. It's in Jesus. Our hope is not in this world, but it's in God. Our hope is not looking for uh, what the world's going to do to better us. Our hope is in what Jesus has planned for us. My life depends upon him. It's not I that live, Paul said, but it's that Christ lives within me. Paul had a down pat. He said, you know, it's not about me. It's not my life, but it's, the, it's Christ that lives within me. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, he said, going to quicken your body and raise you up also. He said, Father, he said, he said, I, I'm leaving 
my people. And I'm leaving those that you have gave me while I was here on earth. And he said in 2 John 17, he said, Lord, I, I'm praying that you do not take them out of the world. God, don't, don't, don't let them be hurt. Don't let things happen bad to them. But, but, but if they do, God, just what I want out of you is that you will be with them whatever they go through. And that a thousand could fall at their side, but 10,000 at their right hand, and it shall not come nigh to them, God. He said, I didn't ask you to take them out. I've asked you to keep them. And see what he's told us today, church. He says, listen, there's struggles, there's hardship, there's heartache, there's hard times. But he promised us, he said, as I was with you, you be with them. Can I tell you God's with us tonight? Can I tell you that he's with us tonight in all the things that we go through? He knows what you're facing. He knows the dilemma that you're going through. He knows the frustration that you go through. He knows everything that you're you're fighting tonight. And I want to tell you, he's coming back. And I want to be ready when he comes. But not just that. I think we need to take as many people with us as we can. Yes, I can't imagine thinking my daughters are going to be left behind. I can't imagine thinking about my parents who are dead now, but if they're alive, I couldn't imagine them not making it. I couldn't imagine my grandchildren not making it. So the Bible said for us, and he closed and he said, church, he said, I'm coming back. As Enoch was when he walked with God, as Elijah was when he walked with God and God took him, he said, there's coming a day that I'm going to come and take you. But he said, until then, be about the Father's business. Church, I, I want us more than ever to activate our faith and start believing more that God's going to do more than what he's ever done. I want to believe God for signs and wonders. I want people to be miraculously touched in this church like never before. I want people to be saved like never before. There's a revival coming. I believe there's a worldwide revival coming. Why can't we be the place that it starts? Yes, amen. If it starts somewhere, why can't it start here? Amen. Not just talking about it, not just saying, oh, it sounds good, Brother Burton, but really be the people that God uses for this next wave of the presence of God that's going to come in. And he will do that by us just simply walking in what we already got. I'm not, at, I'm, I'm not, not saying no new thing because there's no new thing. I'm just saying he's already promised it to us. Amen. And I believe walking in it and walking through it and trusting him that he's going to see us through every situation in our lives. I don't have to be the same way I came in in Jesus' name. You don't have to be the same way you came in in Jesus' name. You don't. We sing that song, I won't leave you. Like I came in Jesus' name. Yeah. We sing that song, I used to sing that song, that we would never leave here like we came in Jesus' name. But sometimes most of us leave the same way we come in. See, I, I've talked to people on the phone recently that has told me, said, you know, God healed me, and I was walking by them to heal. 
trusting God and all of a sudden, here I am. I wake up one day and realize I can do what I couldn't do before. You know what? 